Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, a million things working here. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Don't miss Phil Sims live in a half hour on the Goodyear Hotline. Tons of football to get to with him. I've got some fantasy stuff for you that I'm going to get to in just a moment because we are in the midst of ESPN's Fantasy Football Marathon right now. But first, for those of you who are just tuning in, let me give you a quick recap of what just happened because I want to hear what the reaction has been. Something happened to me that never happened before. Middle of a golf match yesterday, ninth hole. I'm playing with a guy against two other guys. One of those guys hits his second shot up onto the green on a par four and then goes running, literally running. His teammate comes over, his partner, and says to me, oh, yeah, he needed, he had a bathroom emergency. That's not the wording he used, but, um, but I'm cleaning it up. He, he had a bathroom emergency. He had to go run. I said, okay, it happens. We'll finish the hole. We finish the hole. We push the hole. We both make five. We're waiting on the next tee. This guy comes walking over like 10 minutes later with the caddy confirming that after he left the bathroom, he ran back to the ninth green and putted out and made four and is claiming they win the hole. And let me suggest to you right now, this led to some negativity for the remainder of the day, but in the end, that stood and we lost on 17. They closed us out on 17, so they beat us literally by one hole, by that hole. So I asked the question, hashtag Greeny, on Twitter, particularly for all my golfing friends out there, because I know i got a ton of you out there who love golf like I do. Did I get that wrong? Like, I couldn't think of a way to dispute it. Like, they were just like, he made four. The caddy confirmed that he made four. He hit four shots, and the ball wound up in the hole. And I, I, I couldn't find a way to argue my way around it, and so I lost. Hembo, what are people saying? People, for the most part, are, are on your side. Hillville What is my side? That it should have been a push. And in Rule 6.5, as it's stated in the USGA, it says in match play, the, the hole is completed when the result of the hole is decided. You're telling us that it was decided because you guys both said we both take five there. But was his ball still, the question we're getting on Twitter is w- w- whether or not the ball, his ball remained on the green. Yes, it remained on the green, but I didn't know that. I didn't, re- I didn't see it. It's a very large, if you've ever been to Bayon Golf, you've been there with me. I have. The green, some of them are very large. He had hit his shot all the way up into the upper right corner of okay. the green, which mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't see it there. And the pin was front left, and I was short on my second shot. So I'm chipping up from the bottoms. I'm only explaining all this to you so you know that the ball, in reality, was, I don't know, 30 yards for me, and I didn't see it, and I wasn't looking for it. So it wasn't marked. It just sat there. We left it there. I didn't even know it was there, and he went back in two putters. That, I believe, was your mistake. What was my mistake? That you um, left the ball there and went, went on to the next hole because so long as the ball is still there, the hole is not decided. Devin, what are people saying? Devin, I think, is a, are you a golf guy? See, we don't have serious golfers on this show besides me. Devin, what are you thinking here? What, 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 is, what is the reality of this? If the ball was left on the green, I think, you know, if he didn't mark it and he came back and putted it out, I think he's good. We didn't mark it. I, 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 I didn't know it was there. <laughs> you think it disappeared? Like, I didn't you obviously know. know we hit a shot. No, I didn't know for sure he hit a shot. Like, we're not. We're, I thought we're, you said all four of you guys went, made, uh, reached the green. As it turns out. But, but <laughs> he goes running. Like, I, I, you know, when you're playing a match like that, you're not that wrapped up in what anyone else is doing. So, like, I'm kind of wrapped up in my game. And 
I saw him running. I, maybe I shouldn't have said all four of us hit up to the green. I don't know that I realized at that point he had hit up to the green. I didn't know at what moment he realized this gurgling in necessity is one I must attend to immediately. I mean, he was running like Usain Bolt from the fairway to the, to the pro shot. I've never seen a person run this fast. He's racing, and it's due up a hill. And anyway... So we lose, and it was extremely frustrating for me. Okay. Anything else I need to know from the Twitter or no? Well, uh, Brett tweeted us and said a lot of collusion can go on in the bathroom between stalls. Caddy was in on it the whole time. Do you suspect foul play? Now I do. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't thought of that, but they were out of my sight for a long time. All right, further investigation is going to be required. Greening with you presented by Progressive Insurance. Cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more at Progressive.com. Meanwhile, Greenies takes. Okay, here's what I'm going to do for you today. I did the NFL draft this year for ESPN. I've told you many times it was one of the great treats and honors and privileges of my career. And as a consequence of it, I have so much information left in my head from that. I need a place to share it. So here goes. Today is Fantasy Marathon Day at ESPN. So if you are a fantasy player, I'm going to give you some notes on rookies that I think could be meaningful to you, could be helpful for you as you consider your fantasy draft. Stevie had a draft the other night, and so clearly they've started. And it feels early to me, but, I, you know, um, people are having their drafts now. And so here are a couple of notes that I think that you should be aware of. The first of them... And you're going to think that this is the ultimate homerism. But I'm telling you right now, I believe if you're going to pick one of the rookie quarterbacks, I think you should take Zach Wilson. I really do. And I will tell you why. I don't know how many games Trey Lance is going to play this year. If I had to bet on it, I would bet he sits at least a quarter of the season. I don't know how many games Mac Jones is going to play this year. If I had to bet on it, I would bet he sits a quarter of the season. I don't know how many games Justin Fields is going to play this year, and he would be the only outlier to this. So let's put him to the side for a moment. Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are both going to start week one. They're both going to play the whole season if they stay healthy. I think Zach Wilson has a markedly better offensive line and has equal weapons to what Trevor does. I really do. So this is not about Zach Wilson being better than Trevor Lawrence. I actually think he's in a little better position. Trevor Lawrence is drafted a team that went 1-15 last year for a reason. The Jets have remade an offensive line that should be really good, and they've got some weapons. They've got some guys to throw the ball to. So I think Zach Wilson has a chance to put up some pretty good numbers. Now, the outlier to this is if Justin Fields is going to start from week one, then you take him and there's no debate because he adds a dimension that no one else does. Justin Fields is going to be as good a running quarterback as there is in the NFL right now. I mean, he's going to be right there with the Lamar Jacksons and the Kyler Murrays and Josh Allen. He will run with the, you saw it. All he has to see is see one preseason game. And that's a huge factor in fantasy. So if you were telling me right now, Justin Fields is going to start 17 games, then I would take him. If not, then I would take Zach Wilson. Next. I think Najee Harris is going to lead the NFL in touches. I genuinely do. Go back in history. Le'Veon Bell playing for the Steelers as a rookie in 13 games had 289 touches per game. That was third most in the NFL. 
They are going to run the football this year, and they're going to throw it to him. Najee Harris is going to be a major factor in that offense this season, and he's going to be a workhorse. That's a team that wants to control the clock, control the game, and play defense because their defense should be excellent. I think Najee Harris. What what did um, what what did did Ma- uh, Matthew Berry tell me today that he's top nine running backs? I think this year in the draft, I would put him higher. I, I believe that he should be higher than that in the fantasy drafts. I think Najee Harris is going to have an enormous regular season and fantasy season this year in Pittsburgh. Next. I think that there are two players you need to pay close attention to out of the slot who I think are both going to lead their respective teams in receptions this year, and they are Kadarius Toney and Elijah Moore. Kadarius Toney and Elijah Moore do exactly what NFL teams want to do today. Kadarius Toney got drafted by the Giants. Kadarius Toney, this is an offense that wants to run the ball with Saquon, they want to try and work around a struggling offensive line. They're trying desperately to build up their quarterback. They went out there and they got the big play receiver in Kenny Galladay. But the best friend of a young quarterback trying to make it happen, especially behind a questionable offensive line, is the little insanely quick slot receiver who can catch a four-yard pass and take it to the house. And that's exactly what Kadarius Tony is. And by the way, so is Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore was a top 15 player in the draft who fell because of character questions. From everything I'm told, the Jets love him. Now he's been a, a tiny bit banged up in training camp, and let's hope that he's healthy. But I think that the, 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 both those players are going to lead their respective teams in receptions this year and are both going to be major fantasy players. Next, I want you to remember the name Pat Fryermuth. He is a tight end. Drafted in the second round by the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger loves a tight end. Heath Miller was a security blanket forever. And they already have a good tight end there. But Pat Fryermuth is a guy who was called Baby Gronk in college at Penn State. He looks just like Gronk. If you've never seen him, when you see him on the field, you're going to say, when did Rob Gronkowski get to the Steelers? He looks just like Gronk. And he plays just like Gronk. He is going to be a weapon in the red zone. So I'm not sitting here telling you that he's going to have put up Travis Kelsey numbers this year. But I am telling you, as a sleeper, Pat Fryermuth, I think, is going to open up a lot of eyes. And so is a player named Rondale Moore, who's a receiver from Purdue that got drafted by Arizona. They threw him all these little short passes in the first preseason game. And they've got all these receivers there. You know, but obviously they got D-Hop there. And they got A.J. Brown now. Excuse me, A.J. Green now. And they still have Larry Fitzgerald there. But I'm telling you, Rondell Moore is going to be a difference maker. He is so lightning quick and fast. He's tiny. He's like 5'8", I think he is. But that guy can fly. And you want to talk about a guy who, when that spread it around offense, is going to catch a bunch of balls three yards past the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage and wind up taking them for 60-yard gains? Rondell Moore and Pat Fryermuth are sleepers in this draft. And then one quick bonus. Actually, I'll save the bonus. I'll give you a bonus pick in just a second. Based upon some things that have happened um, that I will tell you, I think there is one player who you already think is going to be good, who's going to be even better than you think. And I'll explain why next. Plus, Phil Sims coming up in this half hour. Don't miss it. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. 
Preparing for your fantasy football draft 101. Listen to or watch Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zuman every morning. Thousand yards rushing. Find out which players to pick and which to avoid. Not bad for a wide receiver playing quarterback. Then win your fantasy football league. It's going to be exciting. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the GMs of your fantasy football team. Kickoff, boom. All the information you'll need tomorrow starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com slash greenberg and use code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com slash greenberg code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply greeny the podcast Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Phil Sims live on the Goodyear Hotline in about 15 minutes. We're certainly looking forward to that. Airlines, restaurants, and more have been ramping up their hiring. Who do they turn to? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job. You can easily invite your top choices to apply. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Uh, very quickly, if you're just joining me, today is ESPN's Fantasy Football Marathon, which is great fun, and everyone's signing up to play fantasy this year. And so I, I used a little bit of the, the knowledge that I gained by hosting the draft to run through just a couple of tips from things that I saw based upon having been the host of the draft this year. I think Zach Wilson, of all the rookies, this is not a homer pick. This is based on playing time. I think Zach Wilson is the best of the rookie quarterbacks. If you need to take one of them, that is in the event Justin Fields does not start the season for Chicago. If he does, then it's him. I think Kadarius Toney and Elijah Moore are both going to lead their teams in catches. I think Pat Fryermuth and Rondell Moore are very interesting sleeper picks. And then I want to mention a name you obviously already know, and that name is Patrick Mahomes. And I want to tell you why Patrick Mahomes is going to be even better than you think he is. Because Patrick Mahomes' biggest weakness has now turned into a strength. Patrick Mahomes' biggest weakness was, like all other football players, he is a human being, and he couldn't overcome 
an offensive line that just wasn't good enough. And when last seen, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were dominating a bunch of backups on that Kansas City offensive line, and Patrick Mahomes was just running for his life. That was not a strength of that football team. It is now. And there's a name I want you to know. You know they went out and traded for the tackle with Baltimore. You know they made the other moves they made. But in the sixth round, they took a guard named Trey Smith out of Tennessee. Now, you may say to yourself, Greeny, why are you telling me that? I'm telling you that Trey Smith, when he came out of high school, was the number one football player in America. Not the number one offensive lineman. He was the number one ranked player in the country. Went to Tennessee and was spectacular. There were a bunch of medical questions about him. There's some stuff involving his heart. I'm not going to get into it, but the point of it is that that stuff raised all these red flags, cost him some time during his career, missed, I believe, an entire season. I don't have the notes in front of me, but that's a guy who was a first-round pick that they got in the sixth round, and apparently he is blowing people away in training camp. So, I mean, the rich got way richer there. And I'm here to acknowledge to you, I didn't know the sixth-round picks. I knew I was only hosting the first three rounds of the draft. I knew everything about that guy because that guy was one many people thought someone would take a flyer on him much, much earlier. The medical obviously scared more people off than they thought, and as a consequence, he winds up going in the sixth round. What I'm trying to tell you is Kansas City's offensive line is going to be great. Patrick Mahomes is going to have a scorched-earth monster of a season. Hambo, what were you telling me? What is, the, what is the number on him, the over-under? So DraftKings has set his over-under at 39 and a half touchdown passes. Pound the over! Pound it! That number is in place exclusively because people might get hurt. So you can't put that number where it should be, which is 52 and a half. If I told you he was going to start 17 games, you'd give me 52 and a half? Yeah. Wow. What's the record? What is the record in a 16-game season Stand for by. most touchdowns ever thrown? Well, he threw 50 once, Peyton did once, and so did Brady, but I'm not sure if any of exceeded 50. Just give me a second. Uh, the, the point is, I would say, what is three a game is what, 51? 51. Three times 17 is 51. 50, and the record is 55. Peyton threw 55, Brady threw 50, and Mahomes threw 50. See, the only reason that I, I would consider not going – 39 and a half is a joke. I mean, 39 and a half he'll do like by, by Thanksgiving <laughs> or earlier, by Halloween. Um, but the only reason I would consider going in the other direction is if they put that division on ice right. early, Andy likes to sit guys. Well, how good are the Chargers? Andy's how good are the not a player. That, that's the question. And, and, but they've got to be the number one overall seed, too. It's not just about winning the division, but you got to win. you got to beat out New England or Buffalo. you got to beat out Cleveland or Baltimore. Yeah. you got to beat out Tennessee. you got to be the number one seed. So I don't think that he's going to sit the last four games, but he could easily wind up sitting one or even two. So that would be the only way he doesn't get to 50. Outside of that, if you put the over-under at 49.5, I would go uh. over. I would go over on 49 and a half. All right, very quickly, one more thing I want to do. Green light light with Greeny. I never like to shortchange baseball on this program because I know there's a lot of baseball fans that love to listen to the radio every day. It goes, they go hand in hand together. And so we haven't done any baseball today. Let's do a quick minute. Hembo, I'm giving you the green light. Give me a couple of quick things fans need to know. Well, fans need to know that the Yankees are not only good, but super, super resilient, Greedy. And here's a stat to demonstrate it. This season, in all games decided by two runs or fewer, the Yankees are 45 and 23. That's 66% of those kinds of games 
they've won. No other team in baseball has won more than 60% of those games. So my question to you is, are they lucky? Are they fortunate? Or are they that kind of good where they have some sort of medal where they win games like that that well, other teams do not? they also generally have the things that win games like that, which is a deep bullpen, mm-hmm. right? So you've got a lot of guys that are pitching late in the games. But I think that I would demonstrate their resiliency by just pointing out that even if you're not a fan of that team, you can name some of the games they lost this year. <laughs> they've, had, they've had like the kind of losses that should ruin a season like five times. I mean, right, the, the Altuve game right before the All-Star break and the, and the Corn game the other, what, the, what was the word I'm looking Field for? The, the Field game? of Dreams game just the other day and a million terrible yeah. Losses that they have bounced back from. And so uh, they are extremely resilient. What's the next note? The next note is that the Mets owner is out of his mind because the Mets have <laughs> lost 13 of their last 18 games dating to the trade deadline. Yeah. The owner of the team happens to be a super fan. Steve Cohen tweeted this morning, Greeny, this morning. All right, so he, he slept on the loss last night, tweeted this morning. It's hard to understand how professional hitters can be this unproductive. The best teams have a more disciplined approach. The slugging and OPS numbers don't lie. Steve Cohen is fed up. I mean, I... I, I opened the show with that today. My first thought was he has to have been hacked, or at least now he's going to say he was <laughs> hacked. But the more I listen to some of the people I know who live, we had a ton of Met fans who work with us here at ESPN, including uh, Cuffy Von Cohort, a.k.a. Metropolitan Ray, and Bubba, a.k.a. Bubba, and um, they like it. And you know what? I kind of came around to it. I kind of came around. At least the owner is showing a little bit of passion. I don't know if it'll be productive, but candidly, they've been so bad lately I don't know that it can get worse. Well, I will say this in his defense. It was not the kind of thing he fired off right at the end of the game, right? So this was obviously a little bit measured. Yeah. He chose to do it the next day. It was calculated, a little bit calculated. He slept on it, thought about it, and decided to do it today. So maybe he's using it as a motivational tactic. We'll find out. I got Phil Sims coming up next after this word from Rumble On. Does the thought of selling your motorcycle, ATV, or vehicle already make you exhausted? There's no need to keep putting it off because RumbleOn.com makes selling easy. You'll have a cash offer in minutes and a free pickup. Harley, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, trade-in or sell. Rumble On will pay cash no matter what the make or model. Visit RumbleOn.com today. Enter the promo code RADIO. You'll get a $300 increase on your cash offer. Fast bikes, faster cash. Greeny, back in a flash, ESPN Radio. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. How did it come? FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. And as I prepare to bring Phil Sims into the conversation, I just saw this during the break. It, it's, it came across a little earlier this morning. But Bears coach Matt Nagy said that offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins is undergoing back surgery today. 
The goal is to get him back this season, but there's a real chance his season is over, says Shefty. That's another one I fell in love with during the draft process. Thought he would be a first-round pick, turned out to be a second-round pick. They have questionable offensive line play as it is. And all of that in front of the rookie sensation, Justin Fields. Let's get into all of this and more. It is my delight to bring into the program two-time Super Bowl champion from CBS now, of course, Phil Sims, with us here on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Phil Sims. Good morning, Michael. Seems like I'd already talked to you today since I watched you this morning and, you know, check you out. And uh, it's really good to talk to the world's greatest Jet fan. (laughs) Well, so are you referring to when I said today that of all the teams in the AFC that missed the playoffs last year, I think the likeliest to make it this year is the Jets. Uh, That seemed like to some like a little bit of a homerish pick. Did that seem like too homery to you? Uh, No, it does not. Look, he's already said it. Robert Sala, the I know it. I've watched them, watched the preseason game, went down to see him in person. To say they're young is an understatement. So, But I think he's on the right track, and I would be shocked, literally shocked, or whatever. I, if I was a betting man, I would bet on this, of course, in many ways, but I'm not. But I do not think the Jets will make the playoffs. Okay, fair enough. That's, uh, that's uh, Again, my mine is that rare genius that won't be fully appreciated until long after. <laughs> but since you started there, let me start there. I was going to get there anyway because I, I was reading a story about how you went to camp uh, to watch Zach Wilson throw the football. And I, 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 there's no one whose opinion on this stuff I value more than yours. So um, we all just got to see the preseason game, which was a very small sample. What did you see and what are your expectations for him? Uh, well, you know, what did I see? Uh, what I saw at BYU, the same talent, the same arm. <clears throat> I didn't get to see him move around as much as I would like, but he, when he did move in practice, as I said in the article you probably read, that, mm-hmm. wow. I mean, he makes those kind of throws. He makes it look easy. Of course, it's going to be a big learning curve, young football team. And I think of all the rookies coming into the draft this year at quarterback, he absolutely, no question, has the toughest job of the other five that were drafted. Because? Well, because there's a young team, new head coach, first year, learn, you know, all the other stuff that goes with it. Mm -hmm. I just think when you put that all together and, oh, yes, a schedule that really, I know you've looked at it. Sure. And it's, I looked at it and said this, when are the Jets going to catch a break with their schedule? Every year it seems like it's front-loaded with all the playoff teams and at the end of the year, they might get a break with a team that they think they can beat. But, you know, uh, I do believe just, you know, the defense can be pretty good. But I think it's going to be hard for the offense to really come out and hold its end up to where people are going to expect, well, you drafted Zach Wilson. He's got to make it happen. A little more than that. But I think the Jets are definitely on the right track, Greeny, for sure. Yeah. And, and building this football team the right way. Yeah, I do, too. Uh, Greeny and, and the great Phil Sims with me here. Let, let's go to the other quarterback I just touched on there. Um, and that is Justin Fields. His performance in, in the preseason game on Saturday afternoon was electric. It had LeBron James tweeting about it and everything else. Um, what, what are your thoughts on him and, and the big debate as to how quickly he should become the starter in Chicago? Well, yeah, that's an interesting one. And, and of course, I don't, I don't know if he'll – it'll be interesting. I don't think he'll start the opening game of the year, mm-hmm. but they'll find the right spot to put him in there once the team kind of gets in shape the way, the way they want it and they know he is really ready to play. I think the starting of the opening game would be rushing it. Yes, he was tremendous in the game. Not, not tremendous. Listen, he threw some balls, a couple that were good. The thing that really stood out is, man, him, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts, 
and Dak Prescott, they all have one thing in common. They got run, they got legs like running backs, mm-hmm. and they run like running backs. And I thought his speed really stood out. Uh, his movement out of the pocket and making a few of those throws was really good. But also, I'll give the Chicago Bears staff and Matt Nagy a little a, a big compliment here. They were going to make sure, no matter what it took, they were going to let him. They were going to make him play well. Mm. They designed some plays and did some things that you usually do not see in preseason games. But they ran them, and that's the right thing to do. To give him confidence, let the team get confidence in him, confidence in him, and of course, to say it excited the fans is an understatement. Yeah, that's that's correct, and I mean that city is going crazy almost to the point where if he doesn't start week one, I, I think there'll be a lot of people disappointed. But either way, I. I I'm just going back. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when you got drafted. I was a kid growing up in New York when you got drafted to the Giants. And you, know, you started a lot of games almost immediately. Um, and I just wonder what your perspective is on that. There's, there's the great debate of whether Mahomes is Mahomes because he sat and watched a year and Rodgers sat and watched and mm. Brady sat and watched. And, but, of course, there's also – could, you could you know, list all these guys like Peyton Manning who started immediately and turned out great. Where do you sit on all of that as these teams are making these decisions? Well, you know, listen, if, uh, everybody goes, oh, what a great job by Kansas City holding Mahomes out his rookie year. I don't know if he'd have played. They might have won the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a team that was capable of doing that. The, the uh, playoff game they lost, they had no reason losing it, uh, losing that game. And I think that's when they said, okay, we got to change the quarterback. Now we know for sure because it was just not a good good game um, by Alex Smith playing, I think it was the Pittsburgh Steelers. I remember watching it going, wow, lots of opportunities. Didn't take advantage of them, whatever. But, it, listen, teams kind of know when they're going to play. Uh, get them ready. And there's no doubt Justin Fields is going to play probably early in the year at the latest. I would say no. By week four, it's going to be a time where they're going to make that transition. And I would think even in the first game, Greeny, that he they're going to find a way to get him in the game, give him some plays. And if it's nothing else that you put him in there, and I've said this about the other quarterbacks too, if you put him in there and snap it to him and he hands it off to somebody – because the defense, when he's in there, is going to be at high alert. Watch for the boots. Watch for him running outside. Watch for him running the ball inside, all those things. And it's just a way to break him in and get him ready for, you know, real NFL football. I'm looking forward to watching it. Greeny and Phil Sims with me here. Let's, let's, let's get to the Aaron Rodgers situation because that, that was the story of the offseason, and it was fascinating. I'm sure you were sort of following it like everybody else was, and now he's back sure. there. and. You know, he's posting pictures of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen last dance. What, what do you expect from him and that team this season and then beyond? Do you feel like we're one and done with Rodgers now and then he becomes the most sought-after free agent ever? What is your expectation for Green Bay short-term and long? Oh, man, it's, it's a question. I don't even know where to go with it. Did, did I Listen, I had to listen to it or pay attention to it this offseason because it's lead subject on every show every day, mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of rightly so. And I think there were things that, listen, Aaron Rodgers acting the way he did, I'm sure there was something told to him or promised to him that they did not follow through on, and that's where the animosity really took off. Uh, but they made amends. If Aaron Rodgers wanted to win a Super Bowl this year, his best place to do it is in Green Bay. Uh, after this year, I would not be surprised if he's back in Green Bay, uh, especially if they have a good year. Uh, I just think they'll find a way to work it out. And, um, you know, I, I would think the Green Bay Packers, you know, say all you want about Jordan Love, nothing negative against him. But no matter how Aaron Rodgers plays this year, he's still going to be a much better quarterback for the Green Bay Packers next year. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, I'm, a, I'm in the camp, I think, when this season's over, somehow they're going to find a way to uh, bridge this gap, however you want to say it, that Aaron Rodgers remains a Green Bay Packer. Now that 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 would be extremely interesting. Well, and right now what you hear yeah, is – Yeah, nobody expects that, that's for sure. No, and, but, 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 I, but I do. Moving football teams and everything, and I, I don't know. You've been in Green Bay. You're such a icon up there, and that has to play part of it, you know. I think if you leave, and especially if it's animosity involved or whatever, it kind of ruins that. So that's that's another thing I hang on to. It's an interesting way. Of, that sound you hear, by the way, is all the people in Denver crying because I think they're all counting on getting there <laughs> next year. We'll see well, if they can. Well, you know, do it. After, I, I know it's only exhibition and everything like that, and not judging that game. But listen, that Denver Broncos team—they're ready to make a push. Mm-hmm. And we know the division they play in, and the quarterback. Like all teams, they need the quarterback not to play well. They need him to play really well, and we'll see how that goes. All right, Greeny and Phil Sims with me here. Let's talk about your old team, the New York Giants. There is a, a huge spotlight right now on the quarterback there on Daniel Jones, and they've put a lot of pieces in place around him. I'm a huge fan of Kadarius Toney, the kid they drafted out of Florida. I think he could be really good. They bring in Galladay. They get back Saquon. Still questions about the offensive line. What are your expectations for him, and what what is a reasonable – way to judge how important this season is for Daniel Jones and the Giants? Well, you know, I, I think we'll know it when we watch it and we see it and we judge it. It'll be there. It won't be, in other words, we're going to know if he deserves to keep going forward as a New York Giant quarterback or not. For him not to be the quarterback next year, I think it would really have to fall apart. And the biggest key of all, forget the offensive line, everything. It's Saquon Barkley. If he's in that backfield, Trust me, that makes the offensive line better. They get excited because they know, man, if I just make a decent block, I don't even have to be good that he's going to make it happen for you many times in a game. So to, that, to me, forget everything, Daniel Jones, all of it. To, to me, it's Saquon Barkley. Can he be the guy that we think he can be or we, he showed his rookie year? And if he is, Daniel Jones is going to have a good year. And they're playing in a division where I think they can have success. And if you told me, and you know, I've said this, the Giants are going to win the, win the NFC East, I would go, okay, I, I can see that. I really can. So uh, will it be easy? Of course not. And I don't say it with certainty and all those other things, but I think they do have a chance. I think they've done a decent job of building this football team, and so much hinges on Saquon Barkley being a big part of it. I agree. I, I actually agree with everything you're saying, so I'm thrilled to oh, hear yeah, you yeah. say Listen, it. Listen, Daniel Jones, oh, yeah. this is it. This is his proven year and all this. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, if he just does a few good things, shows some signs in a couple games where maybe he's the difference and he wins the game for the New York Giants, look, they're, they're not going to abandon him. That's not the Giants, how they act and what they do, and they don't want to spend another high draft pick on a quarterback. Uh, so Daniel Jones, big, can move. I mean, we know that. I wish he would do it more. I mean, I'll say I've said it many times. Man, if I had those legs, my butt would have been running running a lot more when I was a player, and I would be running a lot more if I was him. And, um, you know, he throws the ball. He's a good, solid thrower of the football. So there's no reason why he should not have a year where all the fans, when the year is over, they go, he's the man, and let's move forward. Greeny and Phil Sims. One more thing I love to do here when I get you former players on. Let's do this. Just going to sit back and have a little story time. Tell me a story. So I've had a lot of, of NFL legends like yourself on recently, and I love asking them just to tell me a great story about their playing career. So here's the one I want to ask you. If someone were to ask me, just as a, a lifelong fan, 
who's the best player you ever saw play football? I think I would say Lawrence Taylor. I think yeah. if I said to pick yeah. one guy, I think I would say him. So tell me a story about a time some, when someone asks you who didn't see him play, just how good was Lawrence Taylor really? What's the story you tell him? Well, he, I, the story I tell him, I don't know what to say there. You caught me a little off guard, but listen. He's better than you think. In other words, you put him in the stratosphere. He was great. He changed, you know, NFL football, mm. like Peyton Manning and Bill. There's so, buddy, all these, Buddy Ryan, Bill Walsh, you know, everybody that's done things that have really changed the NFL. Lawrence Taylor did that. His first scrimmage with the New York Giants, uh, of course, I was there. It was my third year. And they had to take him out of the scrimmage because we couldn't scrimmage because he was sacking the quarterback every throw. <laughs> And, Bill, I can remember Ray Perkins going, get him out. Get him out of here. And uh, that's just one. And Lawrence is is a very good golfer. He was a really good basketball player. And there was really nothing he could not do. He was that kind of athlete. And uh, he would be a superstar in today's game. Uh, you know, no matter what people say, he was really that. And And, you know, of course, we know how he was off the field. Some days – I can say it has been written. He would sleep the whole day in the meetings, but he still would know everything when he went on the field. And I'd say, hey, how you doing today, big guy? I'd be laughing a little bit, walking to the practice field, knowing that he was very tired, slept all during the meetings. And he says, you know, Sims, there's only one thing to do. And I said, what's that? He goes, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> and he went out, wrecked practice, and they basically had to get him out of practice because he just wouldn't let us get anything done with him rushing the quarterback and stopping runs. So was, was that you he was sacking? That's the cleanest one I can tell you. I love it. Was that you he was sacking in practice? Uh, no, he was never allowed to hit me, which is one of his great um, – it was always one of his great desires. He goes, oh, Sims, just once I want to hit I said, yeah, I know, but you can't. <laughs> but he was unbelievable. Hey, listen. I'll make it fast. Yeah. He pulled his car right up next to the practice field, basically in the gate on the outdoor uh, field we had. And I said, what are you doing? He had his clothes laid out in the seat, everything. Door was open. He goes, I got a tee time at 410 up the street. I said, oh, okay. Practice is running long, and Lawrence is going, hey, Bill, I got a 410 tee time, and I'm going to make it. And everybody's laughing and Parcells, whatever. Well, long story short, by the end of the practice, Bill Parcells is going, come on, hurry up, because he was afraid, I think, that Lawrence was going to go, hey, I got a tea time, and I'm leaving here. And he walked off the field, undressed as he walked across the field, put his clothes on, and went and played golf when practice was over. So Lawrence was hilarious to be around, great locker room guy, and you, you cannot overrate how good of a player and athlete he really was. Now that was, you know, and we're not even prepared for it and could not have been better. Just exactly what we're looking for. Phil, it is such a pleasure to catch up. It's been too long. Thanks a million for doing this, and I hope that we'll talk as soon as the season gets underway. Be well. All right, Greeny. Thank you, man. I'm a big fan. Watch you every day. So, you know, keep up the good work. And I love the fact that you follow the league, and I love your opinions. Not saying I agree with them all the time, but mm-hmm. that's okay. But I do love your opinions because I know you're paying attention to sports. And, you know, I always appreciate that. Guys like you being great sports fans and really have the knowledge, it's awesome to watch. So well, good luck to you. That's very nice of you to say. Thank you, Phil. Phil Sims. Hi, man. Take care. That's Phil Sims, obviously a terrific player in his day and a two-time Super Bowl champ, and now you see him on the studio show with CBS and all the analysis. And I love having guys like him on here because he has so – you just hear it. He lives it. Like, I hear him on talk shows all the time. And um, there are some guys who just live it. Like like that guy, Phil Sims, I can tell you, 
Um, like during the off season, he's just watching film. That's what he's <laughs> Phil is watching film during the off season. So a pleasure to have him there. And I love the Lawrence Taylor stories. Like if you're not old enough to have seen Lawrence Taylor play, like you've heard, everyone's heard the stories. And even the film doesn't do it justice. Like, you'll see the highlights, and obviously you'll see some spectacular plays. But Lawrence Taylor, on every single play, would do something that made you say, oh, my God, that guy's unreal. He was just ridiculous. Uh, Anyway, it is the summer of Dash Pass, and members are getting $10 off groceries, alcohol, and pet food because summer. Try Dash Pass for free and get year-round savings, exclusive menu items, and zero delivery fees now in the DoorDash app. Terms and conditions apply. Again, it's Fantasy Football Marathon Day, so sign up. I I really do recommend uh, the Fantasy uh, app, the ESPN uh, Fantasy app. They have a ton of really good information in there. I'm comparatively new to fantasy football. I just started doing it a couple of years ago. I really enjoy it. It helps keep my head in the game, and they have a ton of information on there. So I strongly recommend, if you're interested, that you sign up for that app or download that app and get in on ESPN Fantasy Football And I will see you back in Better Than Ever tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.